Hey everybody, Jordan here. I uh, wanted to drop a quick introduction about this particular episode of Two Guys Watch a Movie. In this installment, Tommy and I discuss the movie Tenet at length, and as such, we do drop a massive amount of spoilers about the movie. So, if you have not seen the movie Tenet and are planning to do so, we highly suggest you hold off on listening to this episode until after you have seen it. And if you haven't seen the movie, you're not going to have any idea what the hell we're talking about anyway. And if you have seen the movie, you still might not have any idea what the hell we're talking about. Because the movie's a huge clusterfuck. But, if you want to move forward and indulge in this craziness and confusion with us, please enjoy episode 7 of Two Guys Watch a Movie. Live from wherever they feel like it, it's Two Guys Watch a Movie! With your hosts, Two Guys! Hey everybody, welcome to Two Guys Watch a Movie, episode number seven! Hello, I'm Tommy Court. I'm Jordan Ehrlich, and this is our podcast about movies and movie-related things. Tommy, how you doing? I'm good. How was your Hanukkah? My Hanukkah was absolutely wonderful. I was home to, you know, sometimes, like in the past, I've not been at my apartment. I've just not been available to light all the can- like all the candles consecutively. Mm-hmm. Like there have been some nights where I might have like I can't do it and like safely make sure the candles don't burn my apartment down. Sure. This year I was at home the whole time because I was Love quarantining. <laughs> so That's I was best, man. Yeah. So I was able to light all all eight nights this year. I sound like a really bad Jew when I talk about it like that, but <laughs> Oh yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, how are your holidays, man? We're recording this on December 23rd. Uh, Christmas is in two days. Yeah. Uh, how are you How are you doing, man? How are your holidays going? Pretty good. Um, sad I'm not going home to see my family in Nashville, but uh, I shipped them a bunch of gifts and other stuff, and uh, we're having some of Aaron's family over. I did get a very fancy... Uh, beef tenderloin, some dry-aged prime Ooh. beef tenderloin. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, you know, I've been really pushing the holiday spirit this year. I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Listen, what have you been, uh, well, we been watched, watching lately? Last night we watched the SNL Best of Christmas, but like the one from like 2004... <laughs> That's specifically the one from 2004. Nice. Yeah, like so. Like the most recent sketch on there was like, like Sherry O'Terry on her porch, like yelling at people. Oh, I remember that one. That may not even 2004 may even be late for it because <laughs> it, it was mostly like 70s sketches, some of which were not funny and have. <laughs> I find that some of the 70s stuff is not quite as funny as the stuff. I don't know what it is. Like, I can't explain it. Like, some but stuff is like, great. It is. There was one uh, in the... Because I watched the most recent SNL Christmas special that aired, I guess, I guess a few yeah. weeks ago. Randomly popped up on Hulu this week. And I remember one from the 70s. It was like... It was Candace Bergen uh, as like a news host mm-hmm. and Dan Aykroyd as like a yeah, toy as the toy this seller, pretty amazing. who's like products, yeah, like what's a big deal? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. You take the ball and then, then you're, 
and then he just like chokes on the ball. Like he's the he's the like shady toy yeah. salesman if you've never seen yeah, the sketch. Yeah, but... chainsaw teddy bear. Yes, the, like the action figure that's got like a switchblade and it's like a real switchblade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a fun, that's a funny one. That is a good. One. Dan Aykroyd plays that character in every sketch he was in. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. He, he really does. He's so good at playing it, though. Oh my god. Yeah, I oh, love it. Um. I've been watching Christmas Christmas stuff too. You know, I forgot to mention. I think we talked holiday stuff last episode yeah. too. And what have you been watching? I forgot to mention my. Um, well, I forgot to mention we watched my go-to day after Thanksgiving movie, Elf. Um, oh, it's so good! It's, it's a classic. It's a classic, man. Uh, John Favreau. John Favreau just crushing it. Was that the first time he like? I don't think it was the first time he crushed it, but like. I, guess. I mean, he made a Christmas movie, and it's, I mean, it's, there's a lot of crappy Christmas movies that come out every year, and for one to remain a classic, I think, is a, it's a big, it's a big deal, and Elf is good. Yeah. Elf gets me. When they start caroling at the end, man. It's so good. I tear up. Yeah. I can't help it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so cheery. It's so happy. Like, it's, it, it just works on so many different levels. I love it. Um. Yeah, and Will Ferrell just gets me. He's so it's fucking It's the funny. perfect, I was just watching, um. On Netflix, they have a series called The Movies We... I think it's called The Movies We Love. Um, yeah, and they just came out with holiday movies we love. They only right? did like two episodes. I think it was Elf and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, so we watched Nightmare Before Christmas the Ooh, other day. Ooh, nice. I'll, t- I'll tell you a little bit about that because Aaron and I had the same reaction, which is I thought I knew this movie better. But it turns out I have probably seen the first half hour of Nightmare Before Christmas... 40 times i don't know if i've ever seen the last hour really (laughs) it gets so weird and what's the what's the what's the what's the theme what's the moral of the story it to stay in your own lane stay stay in your own lane just accept who you are i mean i guess it's a self-acceptance thing like this is who i am and this is and that's okay I guess. I guess, but that's not how it feels. It's like he discovers this new wonderful thing he loves, and then they're like, hey. And then he turns it to don't. shit. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, Santa just like, no. No. Yeah. Okay. I guess, but it's got, oh, that's so good. Because I watched that one a couple of weeks ago, too, and that, that the music is always so good. The music and like, is good, yeah. The animation's amazing. So, you know, it's, so. I found out it's a different, it's Danny Elfman is singing. Yeah. And then oh. a different actor is a voice actor. And, and you know who it is, because this is a guy from your favorite movie, The Princess Bride. Chris Sarandon, who played Prince Humperdinck in Princess oh, Bride. Really? I didn't realize He's it. the speaking voice. Oh, wow. That's so interesting, because you can't tell a difference. I mean, they sound the same. It's very similar. Actually, funny, because this one of the stories they tell in the uh, the Netflix thing on Nightmare Before mm-hmm. Christmas is how originally it, this started... I think they started writing this by like writing the songs. Like This all started... Okay. There was a story, and there was there was the music. And Danny Elfman was originally going to do everything for Jack Skellington, not okay. just the singing voice. And then they realized that he couldn't voice act, basically. <laughs> so they were just like, sorry. "Yeah, we're sorry. We're gonna we're gonna cast somebody to do this." And that's when they got Chris Sarandon to come in and uh, okay, cool, and do the speaking voice. But yeah, I thought you I thought you'd get a kick out of that. That is uh, that's great. But yeah, I watched um. I've watched a couple of TV specials as well, like some Christmas TV episodes. I watched watched the uh, original Grinch, like the the yep, Chuck the Chuck Jones Grinch. Yeah, so good. 
amazing. I was watching the community. Uh, do you watch? Have you watched Community at all? I have seen the first couple seasons uh, back when it was airing, but it's been a while. I really need to catch up. It's I all. Liked it. It's on Netflix. It's on everything. I, I know. Like I know. Netflix yeah. and Hulu. Yeah. But we watched the uh, Abed's uncontrollable Christmas episode where everything's like oh, stop motion. Yeah, that's amazing. It's so good. And then I watched. Um, I'd never seen this episode before. It's a black. You watch Black Mirror? Yeah. It's. I saw the White Christmas episode for the first time, which is. I think I've seen that one. I haven't seen the most recent season. Is this the one with John Hamm? Yes. Yeah, John okay, Hamm is yeah. in it. Um, Rafe Spall is in it from The Big Short. I thought it was. Uh, just okay for a Black Mirror episode. The white, the the Christmas one? Yeah. It was interesting. I mean, it's a very, like, it's definitely, like, a twisted take on the holiday, which I guess it's supposed to be. It was fun. It was a little, there were moments yeah. that were, like, really uneasy to, wa- like, hard to watch, when much like, sure. much of Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was fun. Not the best episode I've ever seen, but it was nice to get a Christmas special, special in. Sure. Yeah. Yep. We rewatched all the Office Christmas episodes. Very nice. You got to get it all in before it goes off Netflix. Well, yeah, but it's just going to Peacock. Is it going to be on free Peacock or expensive Peacock? God. So I first, uh, I, I think the first like two seasons are going to be free on Peacock with ads. And this is yeah, this uh-huh. yeah, this is how they get you. Is that's a clever idea. You got to pay. There's three different. T- so there's three tiers of this, which I'm just finding out. Um, there's the free one, which has ads. There's the okay. higher tier that you pay for, which I think is like six ninety nine or something. Still has ads. It still has ads. See, that's the weird thing. I don't know if it's just the office that's or Hulu. if it's that's the Hulu thing. Ugh. But then there's another tier that's ad free, and that's it's like eleven ninety nine or something. It's like Hulu prices or something. I yeah, that's. I've got enough. I'm not gonna get. That. I've got enough streaming services, uh, man. I have too many. I say. I might say. I. I mean, I'm happy to say that I use them all, but. I, 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 I yeah. think I got too many. Maybe, like, one too many. I don't know. I got too many monthly digital services is what I have too many of. Because between streaming services and Spotify, I've now signed up for... I've got the PlayStation thing. Oh. And I've got the... Well, I have the Xbox for PC game... Xbox Game Pass for PC, which is a cool concept. It gives you... You know, it's like 100 free games you can play whenever until they go off xbox games pass yeah 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 and there's good ones on there but it's another monthly fee that makes me yeah wonder if i'm getting my i never feel like i'm getting my money's worth for sure yeah um can i uh speaking of game stuff can i plug a podcast real quick oh yeah i want to plug a podcast because i've been listening to it our buddy johnny Byrne uh just started a podcast with his friend zach watts it's called Gamer-esque. It's kind of a podcast for um, for people who are kind of like myself, who play games, but I'm not, I wouldn't like call myself an avid gamer, kind of. Therefore, the Gamer-esque. Um, sure. But they just released the first episode, I think it was last week, about Cyberpunk. Um, and it's really good. I only listened, I'll be honest, I only listened to the first half of that episode because they were going into spoilers. But I, yeah. Well, I haven't listened uh, either. I do want to play Cyberpunk. I yeah, I'm gonna wait. I mean, I'm personally gonna wait till the uh, 
the bugs are patched. Um, I know there's people out there who like, like my supervisor at work is playing it on PC, and apparently it's it's not as bad. I think I have a good PC. I could probably play it, but though I mean, yeah, I mean the whole thing is just a total shit show right now. Um, I yeah. figured. I mean, and I figured there were going to be some bugs coming out of it because it's a new video game. It's what happens. Sure. But that's big. It's and crazy, crazy, isn't it? Uh, but but yeah. they kind of they talk about it from what I appreciate about it is they don't really like. You know, they talk about how shitty these bugs are and how shitty the company like kind of handled it. But they don't like spend the whole time shitting on the game. Like they still like objectively review this game. That's true. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I guess. I don't think it's good to release a game like this. No. I think it's pretty, pretty irresponsible and awful to do. Yeah. And I think... Uh, I also know that they, they overworked their employees. Yeah. Uh, when, when they said they wouldn't. So. This is just... I don't think there was just uh, any good time to release this game. Because um, yeah. I know it's been delayed for a long time. Um, yeah, but... But anyway, if you want to listen to this podcast, it's called Gamer Ask. And they just released an episode today about the top five video games. Uh, it's hosted by Johnny Byrne, uh, his buddy Zach Watts. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, it's available wherever you get podcasts. Go listen to it. It's, I haven't, but I'm probably going to. Do it. Do it. It's, uh, it's, it's really fun. It's really fun. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to plug that. <laughs> um, so this episode, um, we watched uh, we watched a movie called... Tenet. And I think this is, this is kind of the first time we're like that we've talked about a new movie in a while. So yeah, I'm excited to dive in for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to. Well, dive we in talked this. about New Mutants last week, and we had all of ten seconds to say about that it. movie was worth five <laughs> seconds. Um, yeah, it sucked. No. Yeah, I'm ready to jump into Tenet, but uh, is is there any new? Is there no what's going on this week? No, what's I don't have anything for what's going on. I think not much is. Great. I mean, nothing, nothing's much. Really happening in the industry it's right now. It's holidays. Uh, yeah. Wonder Woman and Soul premiere this week. Wonder Woman got good early reviews. It did. I think it's about like a seventy-six. I saw eighty the last I saw, but probably it. You know, it didn't, tends to slowly go down. It always seems to. Uh, yeah, it always drops up and down like that first week. Uh, I can tell you right now, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty-four. Wonder Woman 1984, currently sitting at 74%. So solid reviews. And then... That's okay. Yeah, that's that's a good, like, by Rotten Tomato standard, that, that, that's good, I think. Yeah. It's about on par with what I thought it'd be. Uh, the new Pixar movie, yeah. Soul, is currently at 97%. Um, so this one is probably going to make me ball my fucking eyes out. Shall we dive into Tenet? Yes, I've got... A lot of notes, but I think I just we just I just first impression. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Give me give me just your when you finished the movie. What did what did you think? God. So I don't know how I felt about it. So I watched this movie twice this week. Um, yeah. I've watched. I could see myself watching it again, but I I don't think I liked it. I needed that second watch to just like because there I figured like after I watched is like okay I. So I definitely like dipped in and out of it for the first time I watched. It. I was like, by the end of it, I was just kind of like, I wasn't quite at the point of looking at my watch, but I was looking at my watch a little I bit. I mean, my my notes got increasingly confused. <laughs> I, I mean, there are. I think we should go through it sort of 
Do you want to go? Um, so we'll start at the end then, right? We'll start. We'll do. We'll start in the middle, and we'll do. An, we'll, do we'll do a, a pincer. We'll movement. do a temporal pincer movement. Dear God, I had to Google okay, that. <laughs> I have no. I have issues about it. I but look. I guess okay. we do the like. We can dive. I mean, do you want to just like start at the beginning and take this through? That's yes. I feel like the only way to like. I do. I think there's just the dialogue at the beginning in particular was incredibly clunky but but really what bothered me is okay the beginning of this movie you remember people got gave uh, dark knight rises a lot of shit because it started in utter chaos and like this plane crash and you don't know who anybody is and there's no characters that are familiar to you right and like it's really disorienting it's not like coming in in the middle and like you know getting your bearings it's like i have no bearings i still have i still don't know what's going on should i care Right. And it, that movie, this started like that so hard. And then, the, like, the first or second scene, like, he walks up to that woman and he says, uh, he says something like, uh, what is it? We live in a twilight world. Yeah, well, he has some silly lines, but he says, like, uh, I'm with, he's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm with who? You're with what? Or something yeah. like that. It's a very, like, spy. And it's like, and it's, like it's a very, like, spy movie kind of thing. But it was like it was so disorienting at the beginning, right? And then to like start with dialogue like that is like, all right, fuck you. Just you're not even he, gonna try. They barely. You know what I dis- discovered on because that's how I felt the first time I watched it was like they're just kind of throwing us into this world, and it's almost like we're supposed to know what exactly this is. Like, and yeah. what I had, yeah. Well, and, and the second time I watched it, I realized. They are telling us who these people are, but they're doing so in, like, literally, like, one line of dialogue. And, and, well, and a lot of the dialogue is not hearable. I yeah. didn't want to pause and, sh- and go back. I think I did at one point. I, like, literally was like, I have to hear that line. Because yeah. they're talking about it again, and I don't know. And I literally had to pause and, like, click back because I, I missed it. But there was, I mean, several lines of dialogue. Overall, overall like, I missed obviously important dialogue and like at the end too there was important dialogue while they were wearing gas masks yeah and their faces are covered it's and that was a big complaint i remember reading about this when this was in the theater and that was a big complaint was like the sound system like nobody could hear the the, the dialogue like everything was so loud especially during those action scenes when some of this dialogue is yeah. like really necessary to hear i figure like oh maybe yeah. they'll fix it for the video and like nope they yeah like okay the line too, like, well, what are we trying to do? And she's like, we're trying to stop World War Three. That's it's like, who the fuck wrote this? I feel like <laughs> it's Michael, supposed. Is that Michael Bay. So I think this is kind of like so. Something I'm I tried to keep in mind while watching was Christopher Nolan wanted to do a James Bond movie, but he never got an opportunity to do Obviously. it. This is kind of his James Bond movie, so he's trying to get that dialogue to so, like kind of. He's trying to create that like spy movie feel a little bit like well let me i have a thousand questions but let me you might actually know them because you watched it twice <laughs> is he mi6 I, or something i think CIA? he's cia but he's like they, they never say i it. don't know if they i don't even remember if they do say it but i looked at in every synopsis but, i've seen i believe he is like a cia guy um okay but and he's then there like, to like the, the, like at the, the beginning the, of the movie like with the opera house like he's there to assist some sort of agency with recovering this, I guess it's an explosive device. Like, and then, yeah. And I, I didn't, well, they said it was a test. I don't think it, 
See, how I don't know when he gets. So he gets taken hostage at the very end of this heist and ends up getting botched. He gets tortured, and then he gets a cyanide pill. Um, I guess yeah, and then some of it turns out to have been a test. I guess much like the beginning of a movie. I'm probably going to mention more than once tonight. Inception. Um, it's a test. This was a this was a worse version of Inception. It, at least with Inception, because I remember the first time I watched Inception, it the plot is basic enough, I think, to like understand and Inception follow it. Like I could a, follow the dream within a dream within a dream thing. Like I knew the con- I got the concept. Inception does a really good job of explaining it the first time around, and that's something this movie was desperately missing. Was here's what they need. They need like I know they tried it with a bullet or whatever. But I need, like, to see a rat running through a maze. Oh, that or I need to see them show, like, here, I'm going to put this rat maze into this elevator and it's going to turn the light blue and it's going to come out and I'm going to show you, like, how this works. I needed some... Here's demonstration of... And, like, they tried it... They sort of did it with the bullet, but it was... I was still... I hadn't seen it in action. And so, like, I didn't know what they're yeah. talking about. So, like... What this, or you know what it really needed? In Interstellar has this scene, and so does um, Event Horizon. I know that because it's the exact same scene where they have a piece of paper, and they say, uh-huh, and there's an X on one end of the piece of paper and an X on another end of the piece of paper, and they say, what's the shortest distance between these two points? Well, it's a line. Everybody knows that, unless you can fold the paper, and that's interstellar yeah. travel. Ooh. And that's a great... All I needed was a piece of paper example in this movie, and it's such a ridiculous, convoluted idea that uh, that they. I don't think. No, thought it seemed all the way like through. so. Christopher Nolan's all about trying out this like quantum physics thing. Like he did it with Interstellar, uh, and he's trying to do it here. And he got like a consultant and everything to do this. It's like they forgot to like. It's like they were rushing to do this, and it's like kind of asked him like, "What is the scientific term for this?" And then the the scientist told him the scientific terms for this, and it's like great. And then like he was rushing to get this out, so he forgot to. Explore, find a way to explain it to the audience in the most like basic way possible. Like the, the reverse entropy thing is like whatever. And I, I had to I yeah, like means, I had to go. I, I kept seeing the fucking word entropy in all of these because it's a big part of the the villain's plot in this. I had to fucking Google the definition here, and I got Wikipedia. Can you give me a layman term of what? What entropy, entropy is? Well, the really first know. line from Wikipedia here is entropy is a scientific concept as well. Uh, yeah, no, really. God. <laughs> it's science. Um, it's a measurable no, physical property that is most commonly associated with a state of disorder, randomness, or uncertainty. So it's, I mean, I'm jumping way ahead here, but the villain's goal is to cause the entropy, like the random flow of the Earth, to reverse, reverse. therefore killing the Earth. And I guess at an accelerated speed? I don't know. Because I can't follow Dick in those last 45 minutes. I'm just going to go through, and I'm going to... I have several lines in the movie. I just have... I'm just going to read my notes from the movie. But the first ones are just bits of lines that I uh, laughed at. (laughs) Stop World War III is a line that was so bad that I was like... And even if that's actually the goal, like, just don't say it. You don't talk They do in spy movies, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I maybe, but it was ridiculous. But then one line I did like was, like, uh, when uh, 
Edward Cullen. Neil. Sorry, Robert Pattinson. Robert uh, Pattinson was like, uh, he was good in this movie. But when he, uh, when he says like, crash a plane? No, not from the air. Oh my God. (laughs) Like, oh, thanks Dark Knight Rises. See, that's the kind of thing that I think like Christopher Nolan's trying to do is try to create this like suave, like spy movie like atmosphere. I kind of like that kind of thing. A little bit, like... Oh, I agree. I like that line, actually. That was was one of the better lines. Yeah. I mean, it's a little fourth wall. Oh, totally. No, a lot, of, it is, a lot of it is, like, very... It's kind of in a... It's a very, like, cheesy... Done in a cheesy way, but, like... It kind of feels like that's yes. the aim well, there. For that. Okay, look. A cheesy spy movie obviously works. The Kingsman, the original... The yeah, Kingsman, love it. Cheesy dialogue... Totally works. So yeah, this movie takes itself so so seriously. Yeah, the cheesy dialogue absolutely does not work. So lines like "He holds all of our lives in his hands" or lines like "If I can't have you, no one can." Oh no! Yeah, God, Ugh. are so cliche and they're so just like, oh my God, you really said that? What the hell is this? Is this a superhero movie? Because it really yeah. feels like a if you. This could be a great Batman four. I'm not kidding. Uh, like, if yeah. You, uh, if you have some super, if you have some bad guy that's figured out a way to manipulate could, time, you, know, you call him the the time the, the stopwatch yeah. murderer. Can we can we talk about the <laughs> the him. concept of time inversion? Because they make Christopher Nolan. Here's the deal, Christopher Nolan. The my big com, another big complaint I have here is Christopher Nolan has been like very adamant that like it's not about time travel. This is time inversion. In the long run, it's fucking time travel. It absolutely, it's, it's absolutely it, about time. Yes, travel it's time inversion. They go back to previous events. They're using inversion as a means to travel back through time. It's fucking yeah, time like, travel. It's definitely a time travel movie. And then like I, well. Uh, I do love, he has a time concept in almost all of his movies. Memento, Interstellar, yeah. this one, there's Even uh, Dunkirk, and Dunkirk as well, even. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, very interesting time concept. I appreciate the risk, I guess. It's, I mean, I uh, love that people are making original movies, that movie studios are giving people gobs and gobs of money to make original ideas, because you never see that anymore today, but... Yeah, yeah. like... But also, let me say, like, I think it is cool when I, like, play around on my phone and I record a, a video of my dog running down and then I play it in reverse. And I say, oh, neat, look, it's in reverse. It looks weird. That is the extent of my, oh, neat, it's in reverse. <laughs> like, you know, enjoyment that I'm going to get is, like, and so this movie just, like, seems to think that, like, stuff going backwards is cool. And I don't understand why that's cool. Like when the explosions are going Question, in. Question: yeah, Do go they? Ahead. Do you think they shot some of this movie on iPhone? Maybe. Uh, maybe because you can do it. And you can switch it to know. reverse. I know they were talking about I'm, all no, this IMAX shit, but I think they were really talking about an iPhone. Well, okay. Well, there there was some weird. Uh, I don't know if it was intentionally uh, product placement or not, but like. Um, Main bad guys fit it. Oh yeah, so you got the bad guy. Yeah, can we? Yeah. Okay, I, I have a lot to say about it, but first of all, it's the cheapest standard basic Fitbit. Aaron has one. It's like fifty dollars. Oh yeah. It's like the basic ass Fitbit. Like my watch has all the things a Fitbit yeah. has, right? But like, it looks. Like, oh shit! I just saw my egg. No, no, okay. okay.
I'm okay now. You're good. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Wow. That was that was scary. scary. Yeah. You know, I almost ruined Christmas. I'm I'm so happy that you didn't. It's okay. Uh, I've got my so cheap Fitbit. Yeah, cheap Fitbit. So it's the cheapest Fitbit. It's like a fifty dollar. My watch does the exact does the exact same thing that, that probably a lot more actually than that watch does. But I have more questions. Yeah. Okay. Because I happen to know that's a cheap yeah. Fitbit that requires charging every couple days. Oh. <laughs> what does he do? Like, is the dead man's? Are you saying like is the dead man's switch like always on well, kind of yeah, thing? Why don't you just or like kill him when he's charging his Fitbit? There you go. Oh my God! There's another. You got a plot hole right there. They didn't. Did they figure? Well, what? At what point did they figure out it was a dead man's switch? I don't know. I don't know how that happened. The the amount of like plot information that was coming from all different sources all the time. It took me forever. I still don't know who was with whom. I like literally my last page of notes is who the, the army, the people in the army, the. The pincer movement. Okay, Whose yeah. side are they on? Okay, that was my big thing. Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, who the fuck are these people? Like, <laughs> who've just randomly popped up? I enjoy Aaron Taylor Johnson, but, like, who is this guy? Well, who, whose side Because like, at first I was like, okay, because I literally wrote down the note, and then I crossed it out because I thought I knew. But then I said, no, wait, that doesn't make sense. Because I thought they were working yeah. for... Bad guys, Sater, I think his name is. Sator, Sater, Sator, I don't know how to, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Um, I, well, I found, I figured out who these people, who these fucking people were, this militia that comes up in the middle of the movie. Okay. It's the organization. I didn't realize that Tenet was the name of the organization until my second viewing of this movie. Okay. It's this time agency that is founded in the future. By I really should have put a spoiler warning what? at the beginning of this whole conversation. No, yeah. <laughs> so those guys are Tenet. That's they're members of the Tenet organization. That who who monitors uh, this okay. time shit. And they're the ones with the elevator that turns blue to red. I guess that yeah. So they run into this thing called what is it? A, a stall? It's some sort of stall that you go into, and you, when you enter it and you come out the other side, it's like a two-sided room. Then you're flowing in reverse. So the general idea of time inversion, I guess, is that time flows forwards, but at the same time flows backwards. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense with what like the whole reverse entropy. Like this object is inverted, then it's it's. Then it, when, I guess it's some sort of radiation or something that they do. It's like inverted. It's radiated with inversion. Like it's sent back from the future, but and they never say who. They never say who these mysterious future people are that are inverting this shit in the future, and then sending it back to Sator. I liked the idea of a dead drop, but I wanted them to to do my little piece of paper mouse game trap game like where they just say here's how it would work if we were to do a dead drop to you an hour ago and then we can actually have that have already happened that'd be a cute little twist but like Mm -hmm. although that keeps happening but yeah um there was a time when i wouldn't like there was a moment where i was like when it was during the beginning of the plane crash heist right yes and they're trying to steal the the art yes Um, i remember them talking about it but they never said like Here's the plan. We're doing it. It just sort of jumped into that, 
And, I mean, I know they discussed it a little bit, but, like, I didn't know that's what... They do talk about it, but they talk about it, like, really quickly. Like, it's all, like, well, done, And then like... it goes into it, so about, it was about halfway through that that I thought they were, like, doing something to set up for that heist, and I was like, oh, this is the heist. I remember in the middle of that whole discussion of planning that heist, Gabby turns to me and is just like, I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> like, I barely, I, well, like... I wrote... I wrote, I'm still not sure what they're planning. My, and that's an hour and nine minutes it, in. I wrote my that. over, well, my sec, the second time watching it made more sense to me. Like, kind of what um, Kat, played by uh, Elizabeth Debicki, who I love uh, generally. She, she was a great character. Yeah. I have a few issues. Um, so her thing is like, she sold Kenneth Branagh's character, I think knowingly sold him a forged painting. Yeah, for millions. This is one of the plot points I followed. However, I missed the line, and I thought about going back. Why did she agree that that was not a forgery? Did she? Because she was having an affair. I'm conf- with that guy, or, or was she? I'm confused why did as she, to whether or not. Why she... did she not? She didn't. She knew did... it was a forgery, and she certified it anyway. Yes, but there's one line that says why, and I you got me because i mean my guess would be money it's nine i think it was like nine million dollars is what she sold it for um so okay i guess it would be so i guess the plan was to like steal the painting from the the freeport uh where everything was stored and then she can and then gain her trust leave like well then she can leave i think that was just about saving her life is it like we'll give her we're gonna give him the real painting in exchange for your freedom no, no, no. There's no real painting. Because he's blackmailing her. He's just using... Yeah, he's just... If there's no painting, though, then he can't blackmail her. Right. Wait. Because no one can verify that it was a forgery if it's gone. Were they stealing the forgery? Yes. Okay. Wow. I didn't... I thought they... See, I thought they were stealing the original painting. Now I, that makes more sense. The original sense. painting doesn't exist, or at least it... There is no original painting. It's not in this movie. It's nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> I can't uh, believe it. It does and it doesn't. Well, it turns out like you think it is, but then the, that's when they discover this like turnstile. Oh, right. At the end. Uh, at the end right, of the okay, sequence. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm going to tell you right now, just because I want to talk about something that I do like about this movie, is that whole scene with the backwards fight. And then later on, they go in that reverse. Great... And that's so well done. I actually thought the whole movie was going to do that. I thought it was going to end up back at the opera house for some reason. Because I couldn't remember who they were oh, capturing yeah. or assassinating I there. don't think they ever... And I thought maybe it was Sater. I think they were just like... They were there for the... What they thought was hazardous material, which it, in a way, turned out to be. Um, I don't... But I don't think they ever really tell us. Yeah, so I thought the whole movie was going to be a memento style. The first half is in order. The second... But then does he leave? Is he uninverted after that fight scene? He... Wait... After which fight scene? Okay, so after he gets inverted, and then he's in that car wreck. Yes, he's in the car wreck, yeah. Right, remember? And then they're in the storage crate, like, inverting. They're inverting themselves through time to heal. Yeah. Kat has been shot with an inverted bullet. They're allowing her to heal. Yeah, but... But does he ever go back to normal after that? Yes, because when he goes through the turnstile at the airport, that's when he goes back. He goes forwards again. I don't again. remember that. Um, <laughs> that's the moment when, like, so at the, in the first turnstile scene at the Freeport, you've got okay. First of all, we haven't even mentioned the fact that the main character's name is credited as the protagonist in the credits. He doesn't have a name. 
Bah. Let's just... Uh, That's terrible. I'm just going to do that. Which it's that idea that, like, you know, like, he keeps talking with that arms dealer about, like, you're the protagonist in this story, and, like, I'm the protagonist in this. No, we're all protagonists. I'm, and they just talk about, like... Uh. It, uh, you know what? I want a name. Make a sequel and give him a name. I'll watch a sequel just to give this guy a name. What? But... Well, it's just so weird. It's grounded in realism, but then it has this weird, like... Sci-fi tw- touch to it that's, like... Yeah, it just doesn't combine. It doesn't work. I mean, like... Another question I had about being inverted. <laughs> Actually, I have a few. Yeah, I would have mentioned so. Yeah. You, yeah. I have, a, I have a serious one and a silly one. Which one do you want first? I'm going to take the... Uh, let's do the serious one. Let's, let's get some build-up okay. into the silly. What is the advantage... Of going back, of being backwards. If you if you haven't lived that already, you have you've already lived it forwards. But if you're not going to be where your previous self was, there's no advantage to you haven't you don't already know that. It so what's the advantage? What is the tactical so strategy? I guess in the future there's an agency. There's this villainous organization. That is trying to stop, that, that is trying to, I guess, destroy the world or something through inversion. And there's this agency called Tenet that is started in the future, spoiler alert, by the protagonist in the future. Um, so this agency doesn't really follow the normal constructs of time. The idea that, I think a good example of what they try to do is at the very end when... Like, the arms dealer is trying to close up all the loose ends and assassinates Cat, tries to assassinate Cat. And then he tells her, like, if you sense anything, like, weird or suspicious, call this number, give your exact location and time. And she does that at the end, and then he all of a sudden appears in the back of the car. So it's about that kind of... I think it's maybe it's about that idea okay. of, like, monitoring time. That, see, that makes more sense. I guess. Okay, okay. I have a great... So, okay. Do you remember them toward the beginning? He's like, how do we contact the future? And she's like, simple. You contact the future all the time. Use the internet. You remember that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They never explained that. But here's what I would have done. Yes. I would have had him go to his Gmail and say, schedule email. Schedule email for, you know, August 1st, 2029 to self that says, hey... I need this, you know, that's how you communicate with your future There you go, self. yeah. Uh, you, you just schedule an email, Google, right? Do a Google calendar. It's, it's like, well, it's like in, yeah, in, in Animal Crossing, like, you can send an email to your future self. You can send a, a letter to your future self. Wait. And so, like... Is there time yeah. inversion in Animal Crossing? So I've never like, played. Is there time inversion in Animal Crossing? There's no time inversion, but it is, it's a real-time game. Right. So, uh, Oh, yeah. my God. So, like, if it's fall in... In real life, it's fall and Animal Crossing. I love Crossing. that. I, that's why I want to get a Nintendo yep. Switch. I want to, want to play Animal. That's all I want it for is to play Animal Crossing. Um, yeah, well, Zelda's pretty oh, dope man. too. It's just a Nintendo general. I get myself some Mario Kart, man. Um, what What was your silly question? Okay, if you're inverted, just do, just poop. <laughs> oh dear God! I don't. <laughs> Does it go up in you? And food? Do you puke out? Oh my god! Um, I well, I don't think you are moving like like you yourself are not inverted. I'm thinking when they go through the turnstile, like in the middle of the movie, and he's got to put on the like gas mat, the the mat, the oxygen tank. 
Like, I don't think he's like. There's a. I think there's no, another version <laughs> of him that is moving the opposite way. Yeah. So there, there are, are two are versions two of yourself. One right. moving forward. Right. One moving backwards. So I think if you yourself. But yeah, he, he feels, feels normal. normal. I mean, I, it seems like he's very disoriented, as he should be, because he's moving forwards in a backwards, like, time thing. Timey-wimey thingy. Um, yeah. But he, um... Okay. I would imagine he would be able to shit regularly, but everybody around him, the shit is going up. <laughs> I think I think that's... Okay. I think that's yeah, what's okay. going on there. <laughs> um, okay, one cool thing I noticed... Uh, a sciencey thing is that when the when they're going in the inverted world, I'm pretty sure it's the inverted world. They're going blue, and when they come back to regular world, yes, it's red. Yes, yes. One or the other. I couldn't figure. Out. But that is because uh, light, when it is going away from something, is blue, and when it's coming towards something, oh, is red. Oh, okay. I think yeah. Um, that's like science. So that's how we know that the big the universe is expanding. Yes. Because everything that we see has a blue shift oh. away from us. So that's how we know the universe I is think expanding. It, oh, man. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right when you said it the first time. It's red is forward, blue is backwards. I, remember, I think so, yeah. I remember at the very end, like Robert, they have for their temporal... What, what, what the fuck is it called? Temporal pincer movement. The temporal pincer movement. Uh, I had to look up what the fucking pincer movement was because I don't know strategy, anything. And oh, so yeah, they're exactly. attacking... So pincer movement is when they're attacking an enemy from both sides. In this case, you've got one team at the end moving forward in time. you got another team starting at the end point and they're moving backwards so they all meet in the middle and my brain explodes. Um... Oh, I was going to talk characters. Yeah. I thought uh, our main, our protagonist... The protagonist of this movie. Was cool, John Protagonist. I, again, I just needed some information. Like, I want to like him. I want to be... I want to know, like... Yeah, he's a badass. Cool. But, like, yeah. why Why are we supposed to care about him or like him? You know? And, he, and a lot yeah, of it is just, like... And John David Washington is doing everything that he can with this. He's oh, he's so good, good, and he's, he's good. He's so good. Uh, but, but, okay, well then I thought the main bad guy, uh, who, it's Kenneth Brenner. Kenneth Brenner. I didn't Brenna, recognize yeah. him. But he Yolf. was, he's, uh, he's usually great. I thought the character was exceptionally flat. James Bond villain it's a, flat. It's a Bond, he's a Bond villain with... Less and in these so days, like less to, background. Okay, work. well, here's look, here's what I would have done. It could have been so easy to humanize him because you have a character that was unused and was mentioned about six times, uh, and it was seen for one second, and it made absolutely no fucking sense. And that is, so okay. What is her name? The main uh, woman, uh, Cat. Cat. Uh, and her act. The actress is oh, uh, Nick, uh, Elizabeth Debicki, who is Elizabeth if you've ever seen Debicki. Widows, she's terrific in that. She's also in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. She is gold the gold lady, woman, right? yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's good uh, at that too. She's great. Um, what's annoying to me is that she several times says, like, I'm doing this for my son. And then, like, you know, he's like, and the whole world will be destroyed. And she's like, including my son. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's like yeah. her job throughout the movie just to be and like, you. and my son. <laughs> right. And so what's what's bad to me, screenwriting, is, like, we can have her care about her son, but like if we don't see that relationship or understand that relationship or know any of that like relationship, you never see them. Together. We don't. We don't give a shit. And then when we do see him, and she and he's 
three years younger than she is. Yeah. <laughs> what on earth was that? She? How old is she? Because she seems like 37. Elizabeth uh, Debeck, Debeck. The character or the... So I think the actress is like 30. Um, yeah, no, for real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's 30. And so how old was the kid who played her oh, son? Probably That's around what I seven or eight, maybe. I, I feel like every time we saw him, it was from a distance. Um, Wait. What? What? What about at the end? When there's that guy sweeping up. Is that not her son? Which guy's... He calls her mom. Huh? There's a guy sweeping up on the boat at the end, and he calls her mom. Mom, we thought you'd gone ashore. Well, I snuck back to surprise Andre. I was supposed to lift. Oh, I think he like said 30. ma'am. I feel like it was ma'am. Like, was it a British mom? So we, so we never meet the sun. I don't think we do. We always see the sun from a distance. You never no, see. I that. swear, I watched it. No, I, I thought he says mom at the end. I mean, I gotta rewatch that. It could have been. Hold on, I'm, it's I'm not like she has like a thirty-year-old son or anything like that. I don't think. No, that's what it seemed like. Well, it's interesting. Well, I think actually, I remember reading this on IMDb trivia. Um, they were originally going to cast an older actress for this, but then they saw her in Widows and were like, "Oh my god, we got to get her." Um, and I, so I don't know if it was if the character was originally like written as. Okay, I, I here it is. Let me let me listen okay. real quick. Mom, we thought you'd gone ashore. I Maybe think it's, it's ma'am, because, like, okay. at that point, her son is, like, off on but the coast with her other self. Mom, we thought you'd gone ashore. Oh, it's, uh, that's mum. It's a very European mum. 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 What does that... Ma'am. What does that mean, other than mother? I, I think it's a very, like, European... <laughs> it's like a Swedish guy saying mum. Uh, I, okay, well, it's weird that's a sound issue. Yeah, I know. I, I'm listening <laughs> um, to that. I got this fucking but, music uh, blaring in my ear, and okay. then like I'm trying to like hear the dialogue. It's like, well then, well then, here is my rewrite for this movie. Maybe have the son have a second of screen time. Yeah, really. And uh, you know, make him a cute kid. Those yeah. are likable. Yeah. Uh, and then what you have is you have the evil bad guy. He's actually. That's his, because that is dad. his kid, isn't it? Like, that's Kenneth Branagh's kid. Yeah. I would like to see, I kind of get the sense that, like, see, I don't even know how often does he see his son. It's like, I don't remember him ever interacting. Yeah, I mean, he's a real evil. He's just classic. Yeah, the dude evil. is, There's like, interesting yeah. about him. I'm just saying my mind. And they don't reveal his, I mean, they reveal his motive at the end. Uh, was it terminal uh, pancreatic cancer? Yeah, like... Yeah. Okay, it's, man. But it's like, at what point? They kind of like you see him kind of at the beginning of the movie, like where he, you get the flashbacks to his younger self, where he's like cleaning up, uh, like I think like nuclear sites or something, or he's like digging for nuclear materials, sure, right? But then he finds one full of gold. Was it gold or an artifact? Because okay, there's these fucking things called artifacts in the movie and i don't know yeah right yeah what and i think that's what like that's the silver thing that they find at the opera house and it's the silver thing that they find it's just i thought when, that was just invert things that had been inverted and i think that's what it is i think it's called an, and they call okay. it they call them artifacts and it's the thing that he finds when he thinks he's stealing plutonium and it's actually a thing um, Do you remember the South Park episode about Inception? 
No, I don't think I do. Well, what? Um, yeah. wait, maybe. My uh, opinions of South Park notwithstanding, the, the thesis of the episode is just because something is really complicated doesn't make it clear. Yeah, that's... And that's a big... Um, and that could be this whole movie because there is nothing interesting about the backwards time. Like, I, I don't... This, this movie is the... It, qu- the question I have about this movie, is it too smart... For its own good. Like, it's presenting all these theories it's here. It's also but... dumb. I feel like it's also dumb. I feel like... It, it seems like the dumbest... Sm- the s- dumbest smart movie? Or the smartest dumb movie? No, this that can be positive. The No. It, it is unnecessarily convoluted. It, yes. It is not as complicated as it seems, but they want to make it seem more complicated because... Somehow, Chris Nolan thinks that's cool. <laughs> and there's some cool-looking shots. I'm thinking specifically, because no, I'm able to follow... There's some great cinematography and stuff. Yeah. And I'm able to follow this... To a certain point, I'm able to follow the the story and kind of what's happening there, roughly. Up to the last, like, 45 minutes to an hour is when, yeah. for me... When they start well, planning that two fucking and a half temporal hours. pincer movement... That's it, when I got really confused, too. That's when I was like, okay, what's going on? And I couldn't... I still am trying to process that. Like, well, no matter how many synopses I read about this movie, I can't figure this out. Well, okay. I, I had it for a moment earlier, but my other thing was, I didn't know that they were going to a dead drop place for the temporal pincer movement until they started opening the box. What is a dead drop? What What's a dead drop? That is when someone in the future throws a big metal box back in time and then tells somehow they know where to go dig it up. Got it. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Or find it. It really seems like it should be the other way around. I, yeah, would think so. Like, in you we know, just... someone in the past buries a box and then someone in the future knows where to dig it up. But that's, this movie is reversed because because they're dealing with the future the future bites back inversion that's the sequel to inception right there inversion (laughs) well anyway i thought it was uh, i thought it was needlessly complicated yeah and uh poorly explained for the most part it was super it was and the dialogue was stupid a lot of the dialogue was stupid and it, it, it's there's certain movies out there where you maybe you need to see it a couple of times and that's okay. I got a movie for you. Yes. I forget what it's called. It's called uh oh, it's called it's not Convergence. Oh, it might be Convergence. Uh let me just google it real yeah. quick. Um and you can Co- Okay, it's called Coherence. Sounds familiar. 2013. Now it's a low budget sci-fi movie. Uh and I would strongly recommend it. Uh, it is, there's almost, there's zero, I think there's literally zero special effects in the movie. But it, I'll just give you the the, the, the premise is, uh, strange things begin to happen when a group of friends gather for a dinner party on an evening when a comet is passing overhead. Ooh. I think this is a really good example of a confusing and complicated movie that is hard to understand, but is slowly threaded together so you can understand what's going on and then 
have it and then sort of have a realization about it all and then it's over and it's like, oh, right. wow. It is what this movie wants to be because it's similar in a lot of ways. Um, I would really recommend Coherence 2013. I have to check that one out. Um, I'll send you a... I'll send but you a yeah, but, <laughs> but there are those movies that like you kind of need to watch a couple of times to process and that's okay. Like those movies are fun to watch. I watch Inception. Yeah. I think I've watched Inception... Once at least, I watch that movie at least once a year for the last ten years, and I, I fucking wow. love Inception. If I put a top twenty list together, it would it's definitely fun. be in my top twenty. Um, I think it's fun. I think my favorite Chris Nolan is Interstellar. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, I, I only reason I don't like Inception is the second, sort of the second act, the dream within a dream within a dream. Oh yeah. To me, it it feels like a sequel of itself. I would say, uh, Tenet suffers from the same. It's a, in that sense that it becomes but, like it feels like it becomes a different movie like every forty five minutes, almost. Yeah, and it's like, you know, a movie with a confusing concept, right? Should have you should have a general grasp of like what's going on. Yeah, like half hour into the movie. like there's a core concept and there's something that's moving the plot along. And within the case of Inception, yeah, that that is like the dream with the concept yeah. of being and of dream. They do such a good going job of dreams. explaining. They do a great job in Inception of explaining the rules and the the way the machine, the dream machine works. Mm-hmm. They do such a good job of that. And they say, oh, if you, you know, die in a dream, you'll go to limbo. And here's what that, you know, like there's all these specific rules. And like this is just like, ah, I don't know, whatever. We're going to throw this in there and then we throw this and then they just like expect you. And it's a thing where it's like, I shouldn't, it's okay to like watch a movie a couple of times to get it. We shouldn't be having to jump through. We've gone through so many hoops here. We're doing like so many mental gymnastics over this movie. And that shouldn't, we shouldn't have to do that in order to enjoy a movie. I agree. Yeah, or even, you know, movies that are fun to talk about and think about don't have to be needlessly complicated. Yeah. And I think, I think this movie should have sort of cut itself off at about, I'll even give it up, because it's two and a half hours, I'll give it up to an hour It's sort of cut itself off at, <laughs> at adding new information. Yeah, which, oh and God, like, they never stop. They never stop. No, and it's like all till the end, but they, it's funny because they're, they're adding so much information, but they're also leaving out what I feel like is much more important information. You know, like, I, I couldn't, at the end, I couldn't, the pincer movement was to get to what? I didn't know until they got I there. I didn't even realize what the fuck they were exactly trying to do until I read the yeah. synopsis. After my second viewing, to what they were trying to do. The other thing is the nobody you couldn't tell who was who in that battle because everyone right. was wearing a mask. It. Yeah, I just. Didn't know I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know why they needed to do. Why couldn't they just all go in in one fucking flow of time, like? Just go forwards or backwards. Do whatever you gotta do. Why do they gotta go forward? Like what? I didn't understand what the benefit was of having a, two teams, one team yep. going forward, one going back. Like, well, it's because there's two of them then. But then, if there's some terrible paradox about running into yourself, you're gonna have about twenty four <laughs> people all run into themselves I would love at the to end of this scene where they all do that, and then the world just ends. They all, Their heads all 24 people just, just run into each other at the same time, and then they just, the movie just cuts to black. That's your movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I sort of understand the point of this, but there's a point where Robert Pattinson, like, 
withholds information. Uh, and it's so like to save. Oh, uh, yes, him it's that. Himself. It's the, yeah. the 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 time stall where he runs into the future version of uh, the protagonist. Yeah. I feel like Chris Nolan is. I feel like Chris Nolan is Robert Pattinson, and he's saying like, "Oh, see, I'm not going to tell you about this important part because you have to figure it out later." And it's like, "No, no, I'm not. You don't need to save me from myself. I'm just trying to." Figure I mean, at out that what point, it's like, "Would you on? have believed?" At that point, it's like it felt like, "Would you?" If he had told him then, like, would he have believed him? Yeah, I do have to give credit to the makeup people. Uh, any of the scenes where Robert Pattinson is in sunlight, his skin is not sparkling. I had major really props gotta, there. I yeah, fucking they had to cover that up. I love Robert Pattinson in general, and I think he's done some really good shit since he left those god awful Twilight movies. Have you seen one recommendation? I gotta give you here. Have you ever seen the movie Good Time? I've downloaded it and I started watching it and it was so stressful. Yes. Oh my god, it's a fucking <laughs> that I, stressful I was like, movie. I was like, I gotta watch this maybe another time. Yeah, it's a movie <laughs> you gotta be in the mood for if you want. It's, yeah, I'd really like to see it. I've heard it's really intense. It's so good and he's terrific in it. Um, yeah, that's a great movie. But he's, I love that he's like branching out and doing this shit. He's always fun to watch. Yeah, totally. everything, and he's doing a he's doing a great job with what he's given in this. I think I feel like everybody is doing a great job with what they are given. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the dialogue is clunky, but it's pulled off well for the most part. They're definitely like yeah. He gets in John David uh, Washington gets in some great one liners in this movie too. Like he's definitely yeah. like he's got the it's like in some scenes he's very kind of like suave and uh, very confident, like almost cavalier. Kind of attitude. Yeah. There's that one moment in the kitchen where he's like, "They didn't give me my hot sauce." I was like, "That's a really that was a really fun line." Like right before they have that fight in the kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. the action scenes in this movie, I got. I mean, I give him props for that where because they they're good, so yeah. good. It's yeah. So good. Man. Yeah. No. Look, if this was a Batman movie, I would be a lot less hard on it because the genre here is taking itself so seriously in this hard science fiction we hire real scientists to make to say the words entropy and we yeah you know yeah. like it's real hard science fiction but it's real hard science fiction with lines like he holds all our lives in his hands and like <laughs> just this silly nonsense like where you know if it was full silly sci-fi i would prefer it the genre mixing here doesn't work because it's like well it's this clunky dialogue with this ultra serious science yeah and it's like if you're gonna try to make the cheesy bond movie like the cheesy spy thriller like either don't go in that direction with your dialogue or don't take yourself so seriously make it less complicated and like a lot of this feels like they're he's talking down christopher nolan's talking down to his audience yeah i feel like the hard science here is really the is it, is it really a letdown is a is a bad thing as opposed to a good thing. Like I think in Interstellar it was really cool how they, you know, used those fancy algorithms of the computers to make those legit visualizations of the black holes yeah. and, and stuff. But I think it holds it back here. I think if you just said, Hey, let's we can get some silly dialogue to explain it, but let's play with time. Let's figure it out. But it feels like they didn't do that here. I feel like they were like, it can only do I don't know. It... Okay, I have one more one more line. Yeah yeah. At the end, Robert Pattinson, he's like, wait, I thought you were inverted. And he's like, I changed gears halfway. Ah. Which which one? Did they both change gears? No, at one point. Inverted? No, I think he was always, they were always moving forwards. 
He moved backwards when... I don't even remember why he changed his inversion status. Um, I, that last 45 minutes, I've just, like, st- I've stopped trying to make sense of what motivations yeah. are there. I did like the fact that, like... I love the concept that, like, this agency was created in the future, and they kind of, like, they don't, like, no none of their agents follow, like, a chronological time order, so, like, Robert Pattinson is, like, apparently, like, he could be from, like, there 30 years from now, because he says at the end of the movie, like, he tells the protagonist, oh, he's... Oh, he's been, oh, he says, you're inverted, I've been inverted for a he's while. He's, okay, like, yeah. or, like, this is, because he says at the end something along the lines of, this is the end of a beautiful friendship. Um, yeah, but it's right. the beginning for the protagonist, so that's cool. Because I like that, bro. I like the I like their like they got a good buddy cop. I like, like their they got a buddy yeah, movie cool. vibe. I like that. Um, yeah. So I guess the protagonist. I like that concept of like this agency having been around for like this, and that like oh he's the guy. He's the one who started it all. That's like it's an interesting concept. It's just like they jump through way too many hoops with this movie to like make it coherent and to, in terms yeah. of the plot and just to make have the plot make any semblance of sense, especially in the last part of the movie. It's funny that the movie that I picked as an example of something more coherent co- coherence. is co- coherence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, I didn't even recognize it. They literally it. tell you what this movie is going to be all about in the... Uh... It's, yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> but not, But not, not bad, confusing. Uh, yeah. Better confused. This was a success on some levels. This was a misfire on a good many levels. Um, yeah, I'd say this is probably my least favorite Christopher Nolan film. I think the only one I haven't seen is Following. Um, I've never seen that one. That was like his first movie. It was the one he made before Memento. Um, okay. Um, I, I don't think I've ever, like, I don't. I can't say I hate this movie, but the reason I say that is, like, I, I still am unable to tell you what happens in crucial moments of this movie. I can't, yeah, that's, like... That's a failure for me. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I've never... It's a little disappointing. It's very disappointing, because, I mean, I've never seen a Christopher Nolan movie that I didn't at least say, like, wow, that was really good. If you're one, you want an underrated Christopher Nolan movie? Watch, um, oh Christ, uh, Insomnia. I almost said Identity. That's a different movie. Insomnia. Okay. I'm um, Al Pacino, Robin Williams, Hilary Swank. Um, cool. It's so good. Oh yeah, I've heard of that <clears throat> one. I didn't realize it was Chris Nolan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his, uh, the one he made before um, Batman Begins. That's cool. a really good movie, though. Um, Pacino's really good, and so is Robin Williams. Hmm. Um, I don't even know if I'd give Tenet a grade. I don't have the, like... I would give it a 5 out of 10. Yeah? As it is yeah. right now, I'd probably go... I'd go 6. Yeah, 5 or 6 out of 10. Yeah. Um, I still think that's her son. <laughs> the guy, the random guy on the boat! Mom, we thought you'd gone ashore. Yeah, because he calls her mom, but... Say, look. it's ma'am! He's saying ma'am, and he's like Swedish! No. Yeah, well, that comes out. Mom. 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 I, I don't know how to I don't know how to do a Swedish man. Well, I don't know what that is. Either way, it was fucking weird and like <laughs> I don't know. Like she should have 
Her son should have been a character if that was her main motivation. I don't know. Yeah. Can we... How the hell did she know that that was the moment in time that Kenneth Branagh was going to go back to? She didn't. It was just her instinct. How how funny would it have been if that wasn't the moment? She She just just killed everybody. She's sitting there twiddling her thumbs waiting for him to show up and he just never comes. What I want to know is why didn't she shoot him, quickly grab his Fitbit and put it on? I don't know what the connection was. They never made clear, like, how long the uh, the switch has to be, like, disconnected, I guess, well, before... It's a, it's a $50 cheap-ass Fitbit. Before... It's probably... And they just put it... I guess. I don't... They never explain how any of that works. That's the thing. It's like... The Fitbit was the worst it's part It's fucking of hilarious. <laughs> I kept seeing that. I remember the second view. Like, I, cause I completely forgot about the first time. But the second time, I was like, this dude's checking his... Uh, Fitness a lot. This dude's worried about his blood pressure. And then I was like, when they get to the point where he's like, he's going to kill himself, I was like, oh, oh, that's right. He's dying. Oh, that's why he's checking his vitals all the time. Oh, no, I thought he's just checking his vitals or just checking his height, just checking his heart rate. It's got like blood he, pressure. Because he's crazy. But, no, it's just heart rate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he says 38, which is like pretty normal resting. It's like a low resting heart rate. And then when he fights the guy, he says like 130, and that's like a pretty high heart rate. So... No, it's his heart rate that he's checking out. Okay. But, uh... Right. Plus a, a Fitbit can't measure blood pressure. Right. But, um, that was after she shoves him off the boat and tries to... Did he get, like, well, knocked just... unconscious when he went into the water? Like, what... They were going at a very high speed, and she, like, snaps his cable, and he goes in the water. Yeah, what the fuck was the deal with that? And, like, did the, the other boat didn't stop? The other boat with his crew on did it? Did they like, notice? He moved for the protagonist. Dear God, they give this guy a name. He moved pretty quickly to like... I know he did. The, I, also go, turn around think, I know he said, quote unquote, we need him. But he didn't know about the kill switch at that point. And... But... Well, and then literally one scene later, he's like, he holds all our lives in his hands. It's like, well, you could have just... Left him out in the fucking Well, I think ocean. they're trying to get this weapon from the future from him. I think they're using him as a means to get this weapon. I think that's okay. the big... the And the, that's the goal here, is to get the weapon. Yeah, CIA couldn't get it with him dead. Well, he had the knowledge of where it is, I guess. Like, is he must be the guy they're, like, giving it to. I'm trying to defend this movie as much as I can. Like, I, this is a movie I want to well, like, but <laughs> it's hard to. It's, nah. There's so... They're doing so yeah. much. They're doing so much to... Make me not like it. Yeah. Plus, there's time travel. So it's why don't fucking just... time travel, Chris <laughs> Nolan. Come on. This is the least tight time travel movie. <laughs> the most tight time travel movie would be Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. It's just literally like 10 second explanation as to what is going on in Spoon. Although, this this movie does live by Prisoner of Azkaban rules, which I appreciate. Which is, only one timeline exists. Right. Which is interesting and weird yeah. and I like it. That's a good concept. It's, I mean, it's an interesting way. I mean, I've never seen time travel done like this before. I like the concept of time inversion. It's just like, they overcomplicate it. It's just kind of stupid. Lo- kind of stupid, and I it think. It would have been nice. You're right. Like, it would have been nice if they had, like, leaned in that direction then, that more cheesy direction then. And try to make your cheesy Bond movie. Yeah, or like, just go full fiction on science fiction. You don't have to have it based in real science. Yeah. And then... You can have it, like... Explain it easier. Explain it in a fictional way. It's not real. You don't have to have... loosely based on real stuff. Like, start with something and then go. That's what... That's what, uh... Yeah. Yeah, or just... Just explain it better. Just show me an apple. Put the apple in the box. And then show me the... How the apple has changed. Yeah. 
Am I gross? <laughs> this movie, I mean, this movie makes it... Do you think that um, Kenneth Branagh went crazy by watching this movie in the future? Like, the future just, like, shows in this movie. He watches, like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? And he just goes, he snaps, and he's evil now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> you got anything else for this? Nah. I think we've exhausted I'm exhausted just one. talking about... Tenet. So, final recommendation here. If you want to watch Tenet, go for it, but be prepared... This movie is is a mindfuck in a really bad way. Yeah, None not of, a satisfying mindfuck like yeah, Chris Nolan usually no, does. Not a Inception is a satisfying. I was thinking too that like and Inception. I was thinking about it too. Inception has time has time manipulation too. Oh, with absolutely. The yeah, with each, levels each time. Yeah, and Limbo, which I think is a really brilliant, scary concept. Oh my god! Yeah, really executed really well, and like that is a terror. Like I'm afraid of Limbo. Like it's fucking to the horrifying. Day. Yeah. Right? There's no consequences to this technology, too, it seems like. I think they're trying to tell us there are, but, like, for the life of me... But, I mean, like, not like, you know, but, like, Limbo Land kind of consequences. No, yeah. Where it's, like, they're clear and clear and explained. Like, what are the... What can go wrong? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no. You just... You're going different direction now. <laughs> anyway. Well, Jordan... Oh, boy. Happy holidays. Tommy... Happy holidays. Thank you for hopping on with me. Uh, this has been uh, Two Guys Watch a Movie. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Happy holidays. Happy Guys, holidays. be kind Good to time. others. Be safe. Wash your hands. Enjoy yourselves. Drink eggnog. Drink eggnog. Do it. not spill eggnog. You drink whatever you want. If you want to spill your eggnog, too, that's okay. Your dogs will absolutely dogs will appreciate, appreciate it. it. Maybe don't let them drink the eggnog, though. I don't know. Or do. That's... You probably that's not okay. a good yeah. okay, no. call. Then don't do it. Drink your eggnog. Try not to spill it, but do it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you for listening. Thanks. I'm Jordan Ehrlich. I'm Tommy Quartz. We'll see you guys soon. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.